evening i am tip top my name is tim young and across the desk from me as always is luke massey we are fat and ginger and uh big thanks to pete and mike um loved their show tonight because they were playing albums from 20 and 30 years ago and it was right in my wheelhouse yeah i don't like that i don't like you getting all chirpy at the start of the show no, that's right it means i've got to work harder to wear you down over the course yeah. of two hours but that's all right that's my mandate for the evening no that's all right and they're I... pretty good aren't they i'm really enjoying listening to them on the way in i, I tried to ring in did you? As a oh, punter. That was you. That was me ringing. Yeah. And they said, you know, some people are traditional, they don't like too much change, and some people like something new all the time. And I was going to ring in and say, well, that's why I love being with Tim. Go on. Um, because we've been together a long time, but he always likes to try something new. So that was what, that's what I had. And I couldn't get through, mate. And I thought, how many people ring the polls on a, on a daily basis? It couldn't be any more than one or two. There should have been balloons come down when that phone rang. Do there should have been people waiting to take the call. Do you reckon you've got some sort of ADHD or something? I don't know. You're on the spectrum now, aren't you? Like, I've had a rough day, mate. You know what happened today? Go I on. took the dog yeah. to get a haircut yeah. this morning after I dropped the kids at school. Yep. Went and picked up an hour later. I see he's covered in fleas. Oh, really? Yeah, covered in fleas. So I had to spend the whole day putting bombs throughout the house. But he, I was there the other day, he wasn't itching. Well, apparently he was. Oh, he just okay. must have been doing it around the corner or something. No. So I'm not saying I gave him to him. I'm not saying that I brought him into the house. I've lain with a few dogs in my time, but I'm not saying I brought him in. I'm just saying that he had him and we had to get rid of him, Tim. So I spent the day trying to do that. Jeez, that is a rough day. That's a rough day, mate. It is a rough day. And at least he's not crapping inside anymore. So. No, well, he's not doing um, that. What I do notice about them in Studio One, we're here in the... They've got no entourage tonight. No, the entourage that? is missing and there's no yeah. producer. There was a, a lady, maybe she's... It's funny you should say that because as the boys were leaving last week, I went out to say goodbye while mm. we were playing a song and she sort of said, look, if you need my number, I can help you guys out as well. And she wrote it down, but it said help on the <laughs> paper. Like, <laughs> like she was... Yeah hostage or something, like uh, call the police or something. So I'm not even sure she's I free. You, I thought you were going to say she wrote down a number. It was 0418 999 A little fakey. Yeah, yeah, no, I think she's been kidnapped by the fellas. That's the only thing I can put it down to. Now, we've got, a, as always, a massive show. Now, do you still want to talk about your topic or what's the thing that you want to talk about? No, no, no. I, 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 like I said, yeah, I, I'm a bit down today. Good. I have to deal with fleas all day. Yeah. and I, I forgot that I put one in my car. Because you know how I was a little bit late tonight. Usually I'm on time, but tonight I was a little bit late, right? Uh-huh. I forgot that I jumped in the car and I'd put one in there and let it off. So I couldn't oh. breathe. My legs started kicking up in the air. So I had to air the car out a little bit before I jumped in, which made me late. I apologise for that. But notice how I wasn't the one who stuffed up at the start. Do you know what? Don't worry about that. Look. <laughs> oh, don't worry about that because you did it. Yeah. Because you rush me. You make me feel rushed. It's, <laughs> it's your fault. I think you need to start getting here earlier, Tim. Oh, jeez. Don't start me. Now, look, you want to talk about Andrew Risenborough's Oscar nomination? Yeah, well, I did want to talk about that because, the, yeah, I'll wait till the time yeah, comes yep. because we've got a big show to get through and a great guest, but the guest could only come on early. Yeah, so we're going to get to him uh, early on. Yeah. I, I want to talk about, now, this is something that the mayor of Apollo Bay brought up for me. and Carnies? No, 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 just no, let me finish. Thing, okay, don't, yeah. listen, hey, don't start this, right? Yeah. Just let me finish. I was going to say, you don't look like you brush your teeth for a bit. Were you thinking of joining? <sighs> You're done? Yeah, I'm done. Sorry. Right. So it's when, and you'll see it all the time now that I mentioned it, is good drivers covering for shitty drivers, for bad drivers. Yeah, and you yeah. see it all the time. So you've got these bad drivers who are going along in their own what, little What do you call bad drivers? Well, people, you know, distracted perhaps or speeding or... I, I want to talk about this too. Can we wait till it's time? Because that's a whole discussion. We'll, we'll get into that now and we won't even... We'll forget about JT. No, no, but you'll you'll see what I mean when I talk about it. It's not having a dig at the bad drivers. It's just... Anyway, oh, you'll see one. Okay. We're going to have our regular segments, mailbag, that's crap. Uh, Justin Murphy's got a high-profile winner this week. Our first for 2023. Yeah, it is too, isn't it? Yeah, and yeah. we're going straight to the top with this one. We are. We're not mucking around. Now, but our guest tonight, do you want to tell us about our guest? Yeah, tonight? so Justin Thompson is a friend of ours from our old radio days. Yeah, friend of the show. Voice FM. Yep. Uh, him and uh, Jared, was it Jared? Yeah, 
He used to do yeah, the Jared McGavin. Yeah, McGavin. Yeah. That's right, shooter. We, he used to do the uh, the show before us. So yeah. fantastic. I mean, they you know, not even close to the boys now. No, well, because they're right. still packing up in the studio next door. So once they go, I'll tell you what they're really like. Well, I tell you but, what. Have you seen the people outside waiting for them? No, nah, I've had to push through them. To yeah, get in. yeah. That's I right. didn't know they were waiting for them. Yeah, and they go. All I get, all I get when people say when I say to people, I'm on Pulse FM. They go, you know, Pete and Mike. Like what are they K- really like? I thought there was a K-pop band yeah. waiting like in here or something, and they were just waiting out the front. Just a lot of teenagers. Uh, but yeah, JT, not only does it do a lot for mental health in Ballarat, yeah. he constantly runs barbecues, are you okay, come down, have a snag with a mate sort of thing, but he also is in workplace placement, is that the yeah, word? Training. Training, not, not, not training, job placement. Job placement. Yeah, yeah. And I know for a fact, because I've done a couple of videos for him, I know they're struggling to get workers at the moment, I which is crazy in, to yeah. me that... I don't know how many people died during COVID, but it just seems like half the population's gone. It's like Thanos' snap, and we've lost half our population. You don't know what I'm talking about nah. when I say that, do you? No. Nah. 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 My movie knowledge stops at about the Blues Brothers, so... Yeah, OK. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they snapped anyone out of existence. No, but uh, look, it'd be though. great to talk to JT. Great fella, very yep. entertaining, and one of those guys that really cares. Indeed, look, uh, unlike you, I do care. Thank you. You um, don't care about it. It's anyone. funny. It's funny that you say that about people struggling for work, and then what's your that's crap? Uh, I can't remember what I say. Employers. Oh, employers, yeah. <laughs> I'm sick of them. <laughs> Let's have a song. Let's have a song and regroup. Yeah, we, yeah this is for everyone just to, to yeah. get over it Decompress. and just come together. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that was some more Beatles. I thought after last week, you know, last week I gave him a bit of a leg up and yeah. said, you know, they're going to put out songs like yesterday, which I found to be quite a nice little ditty, Tim. Mm. They'll go places. And I back that up this week. I don't just sort of let that go and forget about mm. it. I give them another shot tonight. Yeah. With, with Come Together. And, you know, I think they're just really on the road. Yeah. Where are so, they from? Uh, they're from um, England. Whereabouts in England? Yeah, Liverpool. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I ducked down to see them at the Cavern Club yeah. many years ago. Uh, they are uh, probably the best band. Would you say that, Tim? Are they better than Queen? Uh, the music's a very subjective thing. And yeah. I think... Uh, oh, I think uh, they'd be more successful, for sure. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, so you say they're better. Well, selling more records and being better is different, right? Well, as you say, it's subjective. There's only one way you can really judge it, it, and that's by who sells the most. Um, But by that rationale, Michael Jackson's the best musician of all time. Why is that? Because he's sold the most records of all time. No, the Beatles have. Oh, sorry, sorry. He had a single artist. Best single. Yeah, best single, he might have done that. Thriller. I think still holds a record for being the most... I thought it was... Wasn't Elton John, Candle in the Wind, the uh, Diana version? Well, Look it up, I reckon it we is. Will. Okay, well, now, it really doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter at all. We're, we're talking about music. Let's just switch over to movies for oh, a second. We're across and, all the arts here. Well, we do. We, we dabble in a little bit of everything. Right? 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 Here, fat and ginger. We'll probably talk about ginger? food for the next two hours, so we might as well talk about something to do while we yes, eat food. Yes, please do. So we've got um, a few now, minutes before Oscar nominations just come out. I think they're actually on next week. They don't have much of a, a gap between oh, the nominations. Cares? And yeah. uh, What do you mean, who cares, uh, It's all contrived. It's all bullcrap. Well, that's the thing. That's why I want to talk about it. So every year, I didn't realise this, but there's about eleven or 1,200 people who vote on who they think should be it's, nominated, right? It's the foreign actors. Isn't that something? No, no, that's a whole different thing. Is it? Uh, so the Academy is made up of about twelve or 1,300 people. You right. have to be invited to join. If you win an Oscar, you're pretty much guaranteed to join. Mm-hmm. If you, you might be from a different field. I think Billie Eilish got invited this year, mm-hmm. and I think she had a song last year on the James Bond soundtrack. Gotcha. Anyway, so a lot of people involved, right? And to get a nomination, it can mean the difference between your film you know, making 10 million or making 40 million. Mm. As soon as it's nominated, people go, oh, that must be good. I'll go see, see it. it. Right. It's on a list, right? So people go out and see it and they make a lot more money. So it's obviously people want to get nominated. So, But what I didn't realise mm. is that they campaign long and hard to get that nomination. So the twelve or 1,300 people will get, you're not allowed to, I think the rules are you're not allowed to buy them, you're not allowed to get them drunk is an actual rule. Really? Yeah. So you can take them out for dinner. Yeah. But as long as they don't leave their drunk... I mean, who... No, no. Who, who places that? Yeah, that's right. No one. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. who, who, do, do they take a test on the way out to see how piss they are? <laughs> that's right. Uh, you're allowed to take them out for dinner. You're, yeah. allowed to, you're not allowed to give them items, I think. It's, it's like this list of things you can't do to win them over, like bribery. But basically, you campaign long and hard to get those votes because it, it makes a big deal to your, your film. 
reason I, it's been going on for years, right? Harvey Weinstein, convicted rapist, was a master of it. I would have right? said that there'd be plenty of both of those things going on. All Absolutely, the time. Yep. of course, there is, right? In, in all facets of those sorts of yes. things, politics everywhere. Yep. But there's a, a, an actor by the name of. Oh, you could say actress, can't you? Oh, I think so. uh, well, she's an actress. Yeah, I think they call them actors. Fine. Andrea Riseborough, right? right? It was in a film, and it was a really small film. But uh, hang on, tell the listeners how small. Because yeah, like it made twenty seven thousand dollars. Twenty seven grand. It yes, made. It made all up, all so over what's America. The budget for the movie. Well, I don't know no, exactly. Twenty-seven grand. I'm sure it wasn't a high-budget film, but what uh, it made twenty-seven grand. So no, but basically no one. Saw no one it. saw it. Yeah, right. So it'd be very hard to get a, a best actress nomination mm. for a film like that. But what she has got is a good list of friends, contacts, and they did a, a campaign themselves. They didn't leave it up to the the studio. Didn't do it. Just their friends started like tweeting and and putting it on Instagram, saying, "Oh wow, she was fantastic in this," mm. and people started picking up on it, and they'd go. Watch it, and they retweeted people like Kate Blanchett, who was nominated herself, and that's how she got the nomination. Was they did a, a campaign that didn't cost anything, right? Mm. And people are starting to go crazy in America. All the people, all the studios, and that saying, "Oh, this is wrong. This is crap. That they, they can do this because they're spending millions and millions of dollars to do the same thing." Mm. And, not, and she got the nod and not them. Mm. So there were some pretty good performances. I think uh, I saw a film called Till, uh, which was about Emmett Till, who was murdered in the Deep South in the 60s, a young kid. Okay. Uh, and the mum sort of campaigned in, in mm. civil rights, and it was about her. And she was fantastic in that film. I haven't seen, to be fair, I haven't seen um, the one that Andrea Riseborough was nominated for. But my, my point is this. If you get beaten at your own game, yeah, don't whinge don't about, about it. it. No, that's right. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you do the same thing. You pay a lot of money to do the same thing. Someone else does it better for nothing. Yep. They can't sit there and no, whinge about it. That's right. It's, it's a bit like, it's very similar to when um, Grant Daniel won his gold logie and uh, Tom Gleeson. Because, again, right, so it was voted. And all they did was put a, have a social media campaign saying, talk, um, Tom Gleeson said, vote for Grant Daniel. And so everyone went out and voted for Grant Denyer. Grant Denyer didn't even have a TV show in Australia at the time. And he won it. And he won the gold logie. Yeah, right. Because he got, they beat them at their own game. Yeah, right. And it's the same yeah, with yeah. this, right? Oh, no, exactly the same. Like, if, if that's the rules, if that's the setup, yeah. and you want to play by that, and you want to spend millions every year because it helps your films, mm. when someone else does it better for free, don't don't, whinge. you can't whinge no, about that's it. that's right. You can't kick up a stink going, oh, you shouldn't be allowed to do that. Just You've to, been doing it for years. That's right. And uh, I just thought it was quite worth bringing up. And, it must be a good performance, right? They wouldn't must, if, must it's, if it's not that good. Then it doesn't matter who your mates are; they wouldn't jump up and down like that. No. So you would argue too that this uh, Andrea Riseborough, that's a purer form of the campaigning than what the studios have been doing, because maybe there wasn't any money involved, or uh, exactly. Yeah. I mean, this whole rules against. Well, she might have had a barbecue and said, "Come around." That's right. Yeah. She might have said, oh, "I haven't got the money to take you out for dinner, but come to my that's place." Right. Put sixty snags on the barbecue, and they all come around and go, "Oh no, we're <laughs> well, vegetarians." vegetarians yeah. That happens um, the best of us, doesn't it? Does it? yeah. Hey, we're going to play a song. We're going to get to JT yeah, because he's uh, yep. he's got to get to sleep early. He said, yep. "So I'm going to play a bit of Pearl Jam. We're going to come back in a sec." Right up. Pearl Jam. Yeah. What do you think? Oh, no, you know, I'm a big Pearl Jam fan. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, you were bopping along during that song, weren't you? It's funny, though, the more you do, well, the more we do the show, the less I listen to the music. That's what I said. What do you think? Because I knew you weren't listening to it the whole time. No, and I don't listen to anything. You're just staring off into the distance. (laughs) I just... I just fold my arms and just stare off at the black wall. <laughs> and I know what's going through your head. It'd be right. like that picture, you know, on, uh, on The Simpsons. Oh, with the, 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 the drummer thing. Yeah, the monkey playing drums. Yeah. It'd be a cow just chewing grass yeah. by a gum tree That's or something. Right. That's what you'd be thinking of. That's it. Uh, that is a good song, uh, song. From, from Pearl Jam's Gigaton, which is their latest album. I think they might be due for another one soon, which would be great. It'd be I'd about love 108, to... wouldn't they? Oh, I think they're getting on, yeah. A combined age of about yeah, 600. So there's yeah. only five of them. So, uh, anyway, uh, enough of that nonsense because we don't really have much else to say about that. But we do have a guest waiting on the line. And oh. normally we bring him on about quarter past nine, Tim. Mm. But I rang uh, my good friend JT today and yep. I said, Look, mate, would you come on as a guest? Yep. I'd really love to hear what you got to say. And he said, uh, Look, mate, I can't. I'm usually in bed by about 8 30 <laughs> these days. Um, so am I. I'm right with him. Which I think was just an excuse to cover the fact that Maths was on and he wanted to sit down and watch that. But uh, he's 
been kind enough to join us. A little bit earlier than normal, and we are going to take him away from maths, and that's why I'm dragging out this intro, that's so it. he misses a couple of sections of it. Well, he'd be better but, for it. Oh, he'd be absolutely yeah. better for it. But, ladies and gentlemen, I give you the amazing, the talented Justin Thompson. Hey. G'day, gents. How you going? You got a big round of applause there for the capacity crowd. Hey, hey, <laughs> I don't think you can hear that. Can you hear it? Yeah, I, I did, yeah, absolutely. Yep, yeah, that's huge. Yeah, it is. Yeah, we feel a lot of people here at Little Rory Street. You know, yeah, yeah. They're, they're there through the glass on both sides. And yeah, now Mike and Pete have left. Yeah. Um, they've taken the crowd with them. They have. So, but uh, good to have you on, JT. How are you, buddy? Going well, thank you. No, I'm very, very thanks uh, to you both for making the allowance to push push me ahead for an hour. That was good. No, thank you. I'm right with you. I'm in bed by 8.30 most nights as I get older. And I, like tucked up, I was. we spoke about this last week, I used to be tucked up with an episode of The Crown. And that would just get me nice and dull and bored and beige just before <laughs> sleep. So, perfect stuff. Yeah, I didn't know. I thought he meant tuck, tucked up with a crownie. The crownie. Well, that would have thought, the same but, effect, uh, I, I think. I think that's what he was more getting at. Yeah. But, uh, look, mate, you, you've been kind enough to come on. And uh, you've done a bit of stuff, JT. We met through Radio Show The Voice in mm. FM in... Um, Ballarat. In, in Ballarat. And I think you actually were there on the board, weren't you? I think, when we met. Yeah, still am, mate. Yep, yep. As we like to call it, uh, Pulse's poor cousin. But, um, yeah, that was, that's us down in Ballarat. Uh, have, have you survived now that Fat and Ginger are left, mate? Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> we're still picking up the pieces. That, uh, <laughs> that Monday night midnight shift was a, was a tough one to get sorted. But, um, yeah. I think we're starting to recover. No one actually knew we were there. Oh, no, the, I don't know if you knew this, JT, but we'd, we'd leave, and as soon as we left the booth, the alarms would start going off, and yeah. we'd have to run out <laughs> in case someone thought we were nicking something, which inevitably we were, but still. And on the program thing for the week, it said 8 till 10 Monday, comedy program. Yeah, the comedy show or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, so we felt loved. Yeah. But, uh, no, it was, uh, it was good fun there. We, we enjoyed our time there, mate. And uh, you and Shooter McGavin used to come on before and talk a bit of men's health and men's well-being. We did, we did. So we catered for all things uh, lifestyle on a Monday, didn't we, between the two of us or the four of us all up? Well, you guys sort of covered health and fitness and that sort of thing, and we covered, like, eating and debauchery, really. So I think all the food groups were covered eventually. 100%. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Yep, yep. There's something for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Shooter McGavin, he's gone to Darwin, He's in Darwin these days, I think, yeah. (laughs) He's, well, he's literally living his dream. We spent about two years talking BS about what he wanted to do, and then, lo and behold, the perfect job come up, and he's he's been up there for about six months now, so loving life in uh, in the heat up there compared to good old frosty Ballarat. Yep. Of course, mate, and that's a little tip for everyone. Live your dream. Go and find out what you want to do and pursue it. That's it. So already, mate, you're giving us uh, gold here. Well, you, you're a good example of that. You left your job and... Yeah, I wanted to sit around the house and do nothing, and yeah. I'm doing it doing on a daily basis, yeah, so right. I'm very proud of myself. <laughs> but uh, like you've uh, one of the things I really liked about you from the start is that you are uh, very giving sort of a bloke, yeah. um, and you uh, started off these barbecues in Ballarat. Uh, tell us about how that got started. What are they called so, again? So it's called Mr. Perfect. Uh, and Mr. Perfect, I, I can't claim to be the uh, the founder or anything like that. I'm just a, one of the one of the many representatives. But uh, a guy by the name of Terry in uh, in Sydney, uh, Pommy bloke. Um, I don't know they used to just have a bit of a kick around soccer game every now and then, and a few blokes were were kind of saying that they weren't feeling too crash hot. So rather than uh, getting on the on the sauce, um, they decided to just toast the Sunday barbecue and it. It just kind of kicked off from there. And now, uh, I'm not sure what the current count is, but I think there's 40 locations around Australia. Wow. Um, and it's just a really casual catch-up once every uh, first Sunday of every month and have a chat that? and kind of help each other out, which is nice. That's fantastic, mate. So what you just, you fire the barbie up, just let anyone uh, who wants to come down and be amongst like-minded people and meet some new friends or, or some, catch up with some old ones. Is that what it is? Yeah, pretty much, right? So uh, anyone that wants to pop along uh, or come along, they do. And um, I don't know, the topics can be anything and everything. We try and get away from anything too negative and keep things pretty light, pretty chilled to uh, to begin with because um, yeah, it's pretty daunting for some of these blokes to, to come along and meet a bunch of random guys and potentially uh, you know tell their life story. So we really don't ask too much at all. We're just... You know, kick it around a little bit and talk about footy or, uh, you know, the weather and just see how it goes from there. So just just try and be supportive where we can, really. Yep. 
That sounds good, mate. I know when you first told me about it, when, and I apologise, I, I didn't realise, like, when you asked if you could use my photo for the logo, I didn't know that that's what it was all about. Uh, I thought it was yep. like a, a dishwashing detergent or something, Mr. Perfect, but um, are you happy to use it any time you like, mate? I apologise for yeah, that. Mate. Uh, many thanks, many thanks. I think your head serves a few purposes. So. <laughs> hey, JT, do you want to do a radio show together at all? Like... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tim's so much I, fun. I, I can't. Uh, you guys are very, um, you're too intimidating for me. You, oh, you, stop I, it. I, I've got to blow a bit of smoke up your bums. You, the wit you guys have, I mean, Shooter and myself could only be uh, envious Not of you two. So. Do they misspell weight? <laughs> I think there might have been an I in there when there should have been an E-I-G-H. No, but, uh, no, it was good fun with you boys. I do miss Shooter. Actually, he's a good fellow to be around. And uh, so, mate, you're also in recruitment. Tell us about that. Yeah, well, we've been the most popular people, the most hated, um, the most avoided. A bit of everything, really, the last couple of years. Because, um as we're saying, every second shop's looking for a staff member and where the bloody hell are they? That's That's been our, um, our big dilemma for the last couple of years. So what do you think, being in the industry, being in recruitment, what do you think is the issue? Is it that people have gone away from jobs and not coming back or is it that sort of migration we need back in the country? What is it? Uh, look, there's a few different factors, probably... In all seriousness, one of the uh, one of the most significant ones was actually that if you've got a business that has ten staff members, throughout last year you would always average one person away. They yeah. had had the, the spicy cough or some other ailment. Like it just just absolutely yep. knocked us for six last year. So if you work out ten staff and you've always got one away businesses had to hire at least one person just to be a gap filler. Yeah, so that's yeah. one person taken out of the, the unemployment market and you multiply that by how many, you know, hundreds and thousands, there goes your excess uh, staff that you can grab. So it, we used to think that everyone was just flat out busy and growing, but it wasn't really the case. Not every business was, was absolutely, um, mm. you know, making huge profits. So we're just trying to keep their heads above water with the staff that they had. So I think that was probably one of the big reasons because you hear about all this stuff about people wanting to work part-time and flexible work arrangements, and, and that sounded all well and good, but cost of living didn't change. No. It went up, so no. I don't know how people would have worked part-time. No. Was, it, was it because of COVID when a lot of people sat at home getting paid and then realised, I could just do this. I could get by. Is, is there a bit of that? Or do we lose so many migrant workers, like people from overseas who have gone back and haven't returned? Like, where's the shortage come from? Yeah, definitely um, Yeah, definitely, our friends from overseas help out a lot. Because you do get backpackers, especially, you know, with, with us, we're down at Geelong, obviously, as well. And the surf coast got smashed. Um, I think there was something like more than a 1,000 unfilled hospitality vacancies wow. over over summer alone so uh that hurts um yeah and as i say a few people here and there might have decided to work part-time but i don't think that was the blanket rule um because yeah everyone's home loans went up by uh you know 10 20 30 percent uh you go down to the local supermarket and you notice the difference now um yeah, so so the cost of living, it's got more expensive, so you can't work less. No, that's true. I know my bottles of wine have got a lot more expensive. Oh, here mm-hmm. we go. Now that I've stopped buying them at Aldi. Yeah, that stuff will shorten your life. Yeah, I know. That I, stuff I is... stopped drinking them, and I've actually found that I can do a lot more things yeah. now. Yeah, you're not killing yourself. Yeah, I, I was having, having to have a two o'clock nap in the afternoon most days, <laughs> but now I can just go through the whole day without a, a little sleep. I'm no doctor, but the badness that a three dollar fifty bottle of Shiraz must be doing your body is immeasurable. Well, it's all grapes, isn't it? Oh, no, I don't know. I don't I think, think it is. Three dollar fifty bottle of Shiraz. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be some grape extract yeah. in there, no doubt. Yeah, That's yeah, right. I'm sure there is. It mate, identifies but, uh, as a grape. Look, I, I know what you're saying. Everything's getting more expensive. The, the every second cafe you go into has a sign saying "Help Wanted." 
every, mm-hmm. every not just cafes. I shouldn't just say that. It's just about every place. I know. Uh, even yeah. you go to the airport. Right, I took the kids up there at six a.m. the other day for a flight, and and it got cancelled because they didn't have anyone to work. And, and well, the flight did. The flight got cancelled for a six a.m. flight. Mate, all you had to be up at three thirty a.m. Don't think I was so a little good. bit. It probably a good thing we didn't have the radio show happening then, mate. Because three thirty a.m. I got up, oh, got the kids up, got them for a six o'clock flight, cancelled. and it got cancelled. We didn't find out till we got there. Oh. At Tullamarine, and the, and the reason there was two flights got cancelled: one to the Sunshine Coast and one to Perth yeah. because they didn't have anyone to load the bags. Oh, mate, did you just put your hand up and go? I'll chuck the bags. It on. would have been a lot easier, Tim. Yeah, than having to drive back and then get them on a gull bus up back up that afternoon. Yeah, so it would have been easier just to to clock on. So just, that's amazing. That's the best thing I've heard all day. <laughs> That's so good. I'm not here for your amusement. You are now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can tell you what, gents, you, you, you both love a good recruitment um, little funny story. We so do. Oh, having, a look at, having a look at the applications as I do each morning, um, it's, it's my daily chore is to look at the applications. And uh, I had an old mate today who decided not to submit a, a resume to his application. He just put a pay slip in. So that was um, that was about all the, the effort that I got from him. So at least... A payslip for the place he's working now. Uh, I have no idea. No idea. Yeah. But, uh, no, no resume was in there. I've had a, I've had a few receipts uploaded over the years as well, and <laughs> all sorts of things. So, well, now, really that, now that I know that, Justin, now that I know that, you might get a, a good one, a good application yeah. in the next week or so. I'll be bored one morning. I was going to send something That's in. It. All right, well, we know someone. We we got a mate, a uh, friend of the show called Wayne from Mount. Wayne, oh, if you can get him placed in a mate. job, mate, oh. you are going. Well. He's been in and out of the clink a couple of times. So yeah, good uh, at making ashtrays <laughs> and number plates. But uh, he doesn't. It uh, doesn't do a lot else. We found out last week he goes fishing because he took a lot, a few flares to the to the soccer. Uh, uh, yeah, he's a bit of a rat bag, I think. So if you can get him a job. Oh. Then that'll, that'll be your piece de resistance, I think. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Your money, Lisa. Tell him to send me a copy of his pay slips. So I know he's worth, <laughs> and, um, and we'll sort him out. Yeah, hey, don't worry about the resume. We just take pay slips and receipts. <laughs> so, it. and mate, uh, so if, if, how, how many positions would you have to fill right now? How many jobs have you got vacant that, if in a perfect world, you should be able to fill? Uh, we would easily be hitting a hundred at the moment. Wow, that's yep. crazy, isn't it? Wow. And is that just yep. in Geelong? Yep, yep, mostly. Yep, we do. Wow. We do reach uh, a little bit uh, outside of that at different times. But, yeah, pretty much all uh, the time, really. But, but you had, at one stage, it was a lot more, wasn't it? What, did you? Uh, yeah, at, yeah. At yeah, one point? Yeah. Yep, we, we've got, well, businesses throw all sorts of weird and wonderful figures at us. But, yeah, some of them are uh, short by hundreds or so. Wow. That's crazy. Now, how can you function? That's it. Is that across all sort of industries, or is there one industry that stands out, like hospitality? Or nah, well, hospitality is the one that we all see in the news. But yeah. trades, trades have gone really quiet. Uh, healthcare is hard to fill positions because you know they're exposed to illness and things like that. So yeah. they've been off work at times as well. Pretty mm-hmm. much anywhere you turn. Well, can't Tim, find enough people. Tim might be looking for a new job soon. He said. What, hey? So he's he's not happy where he is and he's thinking about branching out into something different. Am I? Uh, he's just waiting. He's going to a night on Friday night where he, he just might be able to get in touch with himself a little bit more. Do you have a lot of jobs for females? Absolutely, yep. There yep. you go. Cool. There you go, Tim. Let's get you in a nice skirt, mate. And Are you done? Well, this is the worst <laughs> radio you've ever done, just then that question. Like, just... <laughs> Like it's, we're going out live to the public right now, and that's what you come up with. Yeah, well, we had to get it back off me, didn't we? You know, uh, you're sitting there too smug. I wanted to bring you back down to my level, and still, I think I did it. He's still got, no force night out I could give you could substitute you get up at three thirty to go to the airport and then having yeah, a flight. Yeah. You would have been your face would have been crimson. That was like a forced morning out that oh. my ex gave me. Thanks for that. <laughs> so, whose idea was the run? Who was the forced uh, run? Yeah, that was Tim's. For yeah, me. I bought the well, t- yeah I bought the ticket for Luke, and then but I went and did it as well with um with my partner Jody. So 
Yeah, so I went and did it anyway. No, we didn't do it with Jodie. She no, ran off at the start, ran, and we just watched her fly into the distance yeah, and right. go, oh, it looks like it's just me and you, big fella. And we and we sort of, we were, we were trotting along, and we, because there's one part, oh, I don't know if you did that one, but it, where it goes down the road and then sort of comes back in itself, so you have all the fast runners coming back past you, and we just waited for her and just gave her a stick as she came past, yeah, and she just ran off into the distance. and just didn't want to know us, did she? Yeah, like, we came back, and she already had, you know, five drinks and a four She'd been home in. to Leopold. That's right. She was back. She had showered. Got changed. Yeah. ハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハ
on his owls at the moment. Oh, I'm trying to teach too. him. Yeah. And I say, mate, you have to be accountable for everyone, not just yourself, because there's a lot of dickheads. Mm. And you've got to be on dickhead watch. Yeah, you do. And the best piece, of, best piece of advice I think any young driver can ever get is assume that everyone else on the road is an idiot. Yes. Because you have to... Well, that's what I said. Yeah, that's right. That's I, that's I just right. use the word dickhead instead yeah, of idiot. Yeah. They're interchangeable, aren't they? Oh, I would have thought so, yeah. in this day and age. Yeah, idiot dickheads, we'll yeah. call them. Yeah, that's right. So watch out for them. Yeah. And then, so that what it is, it's a bit like, you know, in group work at school or uni, right, where the good people cover for the bad people. So think of driving as group work, mm. the good drivers covering for the bad drivers. Yeah. Uh, wouldn't you say good drivers, though? Mm. And I know what you're talking about there. You've got to be aware of other people. What I can't stand at the moment, Tim, mm? is people who stick to the speed limit. <laughs> you want to clarify that? I'll a bit? clarify that because I, I know it's sounded bad. Well, I right? think I know what you mean. What I'm saying is, like in areas that have been moved, and we t- we've talked about Torquay oh, Road, yeah, yeah. we've talked about the highway to Melbourne that should be 10 k's more than what they are. Yeah. They've been like, the highway to Melbourne is always 100, but it should be 110. There's no reason be. why it shouldn't be. But Torquay Road's been moved from 70 to 60. Is the whole most, thing 60 now? Yes. But most people still drive 70 because yeah. they know that it's safe to drive 70. We've been doing it for 40 years. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 and there's that. nothing, there's no reason for that to change, no. is what I'm saying. But so a lot of people still drive it at 70. I drive it at still 75, which is, you know, still safe in my uh, opinion. Uh, uh, but you're hardly moving at 70, mate. No. So 60 are crawling. But there's so many people who jump, it's two-lane highway, who jump in neck and neck with each other and do it at 58 k's an hour, and I just feel like ramming them off the road. Wow. You do it all the time, and that, that's what I mean by sticking to the speed limit. It already is, because their car says 60, but a lot of them, people don't realise that your car is actually about four or five k's yeah. under where it should be. That's right. And that's done deliberately. Yeah. So... You can tell by your GPS how fast you're actually going. So would you say, though, that these days, just play devil's advocate, because yeah. that's what we do here, would you say, though, that Torquay Road is now a suburban road, not a not a highway or not a... Oh, of course. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's like driving in, a, in a, a street where people live and there's hardly cars, hardly room for a car to pass another car. That's still 60. Yeah, that's true. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But, but if you've got a two-lane going each way highway, which it is a highway, it's called the Surf Coast Highway. Well, to a point. And then it becomes Torquay Road, doesn't it? Well, I don't know. I think it's still cool. Just give us a call on... No, I don't... Don't bother. Don't bother answering. But I'm pretty sure it's still... It's two lanes each way. Why is it 60? It shouldn't be. I agree. The other one I hate... Which... Person. Carefully. Which fruitcake... Uh, don't get your finger off the dumb button. <laughs> Which fruitcake decided that was a good idea? It's, yeah, I know. Oh, I'm with you. The other, yeah, the other one I hate is when you're on a freeway, let's say you're going to Melbourne, uh, a two-lane freeway somewhere or highway, and someone gets out in front of you to overtake, and they do the speed limit. Yeah. And they sit there, and they crawl past the person, and you're going, come you know, on. Mate, you, you could have sat there for another, let everyone else pass, yeah. and then do that. Yeah. It drives me insane, yeah. Tim. The the right-hand lane... To me, they're the bad drivers. Yeah, oh, I know oh. there's other drivers that are dickheads yeah. and they shouldn't do what they do, but to me, those people that sit in the right lane and, and cause people just to pile up behind them and then you flash them, you do whatever you want, they don't move. Yeah. And they go, well, I've got every right to be here. No, every single sign you drive past says stay left unless well, you're overtaking. Right. Oh, that, yeah. is a, that is a dickhead clause for people like you to move catch, across. Man. That's all I agree. If right. you have to break a little bit to get behind a car, that's on you. You yeah. do that because you don't get to sit there in the right-hand no. lane. The right-hand lane is business. crazy. Yep. Yes. The right-hand lane is to get the job done. I've got places to be, Tim. You have. I've yeah. got to get home and yeah. I've, only got, I've only got 15 minutes before everyone else gets home. So <laughs> my time is precious at that point. Stop it. Um, look, let's have a Do you want to have another song or should we go straight in the mailbag? What do you nah, want we'll play a song. All right. That time of the week for mailbag. Uh, I was in charge of the mailbag this week. Uh, I sifted through tons of I mail. I was in charge of it most. Well, I can't remember last time I did it. No, I can't either. But that's all right. That's yeah, all right. sorry. That's I, don't, right. I, I don't. It's not that I'm lazy. I just can't be bothered. Is that the same thing? Not really. Not right. really. When you think about it. lazy, means. Uh, Whereas I can't be bothered means I've got better things to do. Means you've prioritised and put it right down the bottom. Right down the bottom. That's yeah. great to hear. That's exactly what the listeners want to hear when they've given yeah. up their Tuesday night. At five to nine here on Pulse FM. Where have they? I don't they're know. Probably well, I don't they're know. probably watching maths. They're probably watching maths. 
So right. why should I bother to help them if they're not going to sit around and help me? Yeah, it's quid pro quo. If you're listening right now, don't call in because I can't answer the phone without hanging up on you. I'm terrible at it. Send us a message via the Facebook page. Or, right now, just let us know you're listening. Or you're not watching are, maths. You probably know Luke or I personally. So just send one of us a text message. Yeah. Just let, you know. I'll give you mobile. I don't care. <laughs> Here's my mobile. Write this down. If you're listening to this right now, I'm going to give you my mobile number. <laughs> 0411 I'll say it again. 0411 Just give me a call. Just, just send us a text. Just let us know just you're Just let us know there. someone is listening. Because we're in a little black booth in on Little Ryrie Street. I'm sure we're talking ourselves. I'm sure the transmitter's not even plugged in. I don't even think anyone works here. I think it's just a practice booth, isn't it? It's just little Spanish flea on repeat. <laughs> we're, just talking on, we're just talking on no one. Anyone just listen to that over maps? <laughs> anyway. You cheated on me. <laughs> Maybe we should start up our own little maps in here. Oh, no. Hey? We're, we're above Married that. at first sight. We're above that. So, Tim, come on, mate. Let's well, you've get done married. It. You've done it twice. Did you cheated on me with Jody, you bitch. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, mm. yeah, it sells itself. Um, <laughs> anyway, back to Mailbag. Mailbag. The first one is, uh, wasn't actually to us, it was actually to Ethan from his mum after he appeared on the show last week. Ethan Kavanagh, uh, comedy superstar, currently in Perth with his uh, show Presentation is Everything. Uh, his mum said to Ethan, and he sent it on to me, he said, lucky no one listens, my cooking is amazing, but I'm avoiding mangoes, because Ethan spoke about baked mangoes, so she's <laughs> having a bit of a dig at us there, no one listens, and boy, I, I think she's right, so, yep, that's fine, so. Well, that's awesome. Wonderful work. Hey, I might have got a text there, but I'm writing a text, so I can't check it. Just give me one okay. second. Read that one. Okay, I'll so the next soon. one is from Lucy in Werribee. Uh, and Lucy has a bit of a job offer for us, actually. And she says, I work for Jenny Craig, and I was wondering if you guys would be interested in some modelling for our before pics. And now... <laughs> I like that. Now, uh, now listen. Work I'll is for that. Work is work, right? Yeah, I'll take that. So I'll be before. Sure. And like the great Sopranos joke, I'll be before. You can be way before. <laughs> I love it. Very good. I'd always wanted to do that. I always wanted to hold up a massive pair of pants. Yeah. And just say, this is what I used to look like. Yeah. It's like when people say, now, you know, you look like you put on a bit of weight. I say, no, I've actually lost three stones. Yeah, fantastic. And they just go, really? You look fantastic. You, go, you lie. You just said I look fat. <laughs> so I'll put it back on them. Ah, oh, fantastic. Um, yeah. And the last one is from Jason in Jan Juck. Uh, it says, what time did Luke turn up tonight? Question. What time did you turn up tonight, Luke? Um, actually, that text I got was not related to the show. No, not at all. That's <laughs> a shame. No one's listening. Stand down. Uh, so what was the question? What time did you turn up tonight? I turn up on time. No, no. Tell the listeners the time you turned up. Well, I don't, I'm asking them to Simple give us... Simple question. Don't be a politician. I'm asking them to give us something. I don't want to act like I'm not giving them the respect they deserve. Five to eight, everyone. Probably at three to eight. Yeah. Um, the boys had to play another ad so I could turn up my computer. Yeah. But and then I made a mistake. Yeah, um, you're the one that marked yeah, up, I not know. me. So, look, I think, <coughs> see, I need to get in the now, in the here and now. So I come in. If I'm just sitting around, I lose that zing. I lose that pep in my stab. Whereas if I come in and I just get straight into it, Tim, like, all right, bada bing, bada boom, what do we got? And I go straight into it then, you know, it, it's better for the listener. It's better for you. You don't have to sit here for 20 minutes talking to me. That's the biggest load of bollocks I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Plenty of sponsorship. Hands up if you are looking to grow your business. Seven, the Pulse. Yep, we're back. We're back. Guys, we're talking, we're just, talking, about, talking about mistakes that we made, right? So I talked about the mistake, mistake I made at the start of the show. I've just looked at my run sheet. Eventually... <laughs> Traditionally, one staples a sheet in the top left corner. That's what everyone does. I've stapled yeah. it in the bottom right corner. Yeah. Your phone just lit up. Was that a text for us? No, no it wasn't. No. No. no, just an ad. No. I think. If, you, if you're listening, your number again, Luke. I'll give it out again. Yeah. It's not going to matter. No one's hearing. So it's 0411 607 277. That's my real personal number. It is too. I'll, I'll chat to you all night. I'll yeah. just have a little chat on air, off air. It doesn't matter. Just let us know you're listening. 0411 <laughs> Six zero seven two double seven, and oh. we, we've just been sitting here talking about how crap we are. But <laughs> just Tim stapled his thing in the bottom right hand corner. Who does that? Oh. And I'm rocking up at three minutes too, and then we don't understand why people aren't listening to us. 
but don't get it. Look, let's talk about something positive. 11th of Feb, we've got a big show on. We've got Raw Comedy Heat here in Geelong. Oh, we do, yeah. Um, and we have, uh, I think, 19 competitors as of this afternoon. Have we really? So we've got a big field. That's of a big, big, big crowd, field. too. And we've got uh, Kirsty Wayback emceeing. Yeah, she's fantastic. She's fantastic. Remember and way back in the days that I used to run comedy out of my cafe? Yes, in, I do. Uh, she Myrtle came Street. Down. She came down and she was awesome that yeah, night. she's a superstar. She's yeah. so funny. And Very so funny. It's going to be a great night. And uh, please... Buy a ticket. <laughs> Sorry, that, that smacked a desperation. <laughs> <laughs> Who are we talking to? Oh, no, I don't know. No There's one. no one there. I'll tell, tell you what, here we go, here we go. If you turn up on Saturday, February 11th and say, I heard you talk about raw comedy on Fat and Ginger, yeah. I'll let you in for free. And, and you mentioned this, this yeah, conversation. This conversation. Right if now. you mentioned this to you me. You said I could get in for free yeah, if I mentioned yep, it. No worries. And Come you bring down, along we'll 30 of your free. mates. You bring on the 30 of your mates. Couldn't care less. In you go. <laughs> Fill your boots. <laughs> Just so you know, we're not doing this for, no, for nobody. Do you know what? I'm in the mood. Play li- That's crap. Let's get into this. Well, you want to just keep going? Yeah, why, right, not? why not? Let's go. <laughs> Don't believe the hype. That's actually crap. Can I change mine to community radio shows? <laughs> <laughs> And I'll just do fat and ginger. <laughs> we've got it all covered. Oh, come on. We've got to bear, get ourselves out of this rut we're this, in, all right? This funk. Yeah, this funk I don't know. I've given out my number. No one's calling. It's like I'm on Tinder. <laughs> we can't talk about that. Uh, now, you used to be on, didn't you? Oh, yeah, I was on it for a bit. Yeah, yeah. did you go? Uh, well, yeah. Mayor of Geelong, if you're listening. <laughs> We, used to, we actually came up with a story um, for a while there because we thought we had to um, that we I'd backed into her car at Bunnings. Oh, did you really? We came up with a whole story, but it becomes apparent fairly quickly, especially in this day and age. No one gives a shit if you've met online. No, and most people do. Yeah, most people do, especially during COVID. Yeah. Met during COVID, it, it's funny you should say that because I met my previous partner mm. Megan. Yeah. on Tinder. Yes. But I didn't want to tell her I was like you. Mm. Um, and I was showing pictures of, because I just joined her, go, oh, look, there's this new app, Tinder. I'd never seen it before. And uh, I was showing my sister. She goes, oh, I know that girl. And so I just tell people, they go, how'd you mate? I said, through my sister. <laughs> Done. Yeah, beautiful. That's <laughs> yeah. no, not a lie. Yeah, it's not a lie because I wouldn't have like reached out straight away if my sister didn't know. She goes, oh, she's lovely. She's gorgeous. So, um, but then the, I have got an actual story now of how yeah. I met Ash. It doesn't involve, we didn't meet on a dating app. We no, met on a, on a charity walk. But I, I, I love it how you say you met on a charity walk. Were you walking for charity when you met on the charity walk? I was walking. No, no, no. Answer my question. Were no, you walking was, for charity? I was getting paid to be there. You I was were, filming. So you were getting paid. You were taking money off the people in need. No, not really. There's a budget for that sort of thing. Too. Oh, there was a budget. Where Otherwise, nobody would do anything. But that's my business. But hang on, hang on, hang on. We don't get paid. We spend two hours every Tuesday well, night well, here Tim, with you. Well, Tim, I, I, I earned more than money that day because I met a wonderful person. You're a suck off. <laughs> do you want to go first or so? Uh, what do we know? Uh, hang on, I've got to finish that story though. So, which one? Look, what I was just saying. So, I thought it was a better story to tell people. Oh yeah. And then yeah, someone yeah. said, "Oh, so how did you actually mean?" I said, "Oh, I was on a charity walk. I was filming, um, and I was sort of off to the side of the pavement, just That's in these right. bushes, to, to try and get a bit Bloody of foreground because you know you like a little bit of leaf coming in the foreground." And she came past and she smiled at me, and and that's how we met. And I, you know, <laughs> after after so that, sad. after that, I kept trying to get ahead of her. Because and then so I could chat to her. And it was, I thought it was a lovely romantic story. Yeah. And he goes, "So you were filming her from the bushes, and then you kept stalking her after that." Okay? Yeah, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah it doesn't seem um, so romantic. Can I also say, sorry, back to what we talked about before? Yeah. If you're listening to this podcast from anywhere in the world, yeah, text Luke. Yeah, well, you got my number now. Where's Just text me anywhere in the world and go, hey, I heard your podcast yeah. the other day. It was yeah. all right. Yeah, or we'll even take, we're talking about this off air, we'll even take, we heard your podcast, it was appalling. It was appalling and you sound fat on the radio. That's right. And you, uh, yeah, that's right. You're wasting your time. We'll yep. take that. Yeah. Um, so all you have to do if you're texting from overseas is drop off the zero and plus six one. And you're away. Yeah. Oh, actually, now I shouldn't have given them my number. No, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. people do download it. <laughs> I thought I was just giving it out for the radio people. I can cut that out of the podcast a bit. <laughs> don't. Okay. Please, please yeah, leave okay. it in. Yeah, but just remember time zones and that. I don't have my phone going off at like <laughs> 2 in the, in the morning. Now, mm. that's crap. Um, I'll go first. All right, go for it. Um, I am a bit ashamed to admit that I watched a bit of mass last night. Not proud of myself, but I did watch a bit. Why did you wait? We've been here for an hour and 10 minutes. You waited till now to tell me <laughs> because that. Because it's in this part of the show. 
No, that's not why, because you knew I would have given you crap for yeah, another so. I mean, I'll, I'll give you crap for the next 50, but I would have rather to have a good run at you for the whole lot. <laughs> I'm not going to be here for the next 50 minutes, <laughs> just quietly. <laughs> Do you want to leave now? No, oh. No, really? come on. Let's no, no, no. no. All right. So I, I'm ashamed to say that I watched a bit of maths. Why? Well, I'm going to ask you why. Because you give me shit for going for the tennis. Yes. I go to the tennis. Yeah, I'm, I'm, like, I might as well have had a, that, something easy, in my easy, mouth that yeah. I've never had before. What? 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 I'm allowed to say that, aren't I? No. Why? Oh, anyway. But you gave me that sort of, yeah. a, 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 that's a, the feeling I got from you, right? Yes. Was that I am yeah. a particular persuasion of person. Now, you're an telling idiot. me you watch... Nothing more, nothing yeah, an idiot, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Now, you're saying you watch maths, and what? You think that's perfectly acceptable? No, I didn't... If you listen, if you actually listen to what I say, instead of just waiting to talk, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I said I was ashamed of it. Okay. Well, why so, that? Why'd you watch it? I was lying next to the mayor of Apollo Bay there in bed, and she had it on, and and yeah, watch it. And again, I'm ashamed to say, you get the way it's structured, right? Which is very effective, right? Is you become a bit hooked, right? <laughs> <laughs> And it's terrible. I don't, I don't think we should just dissolve this show. I think we should dissolve <laughs> no, this friendship, friendship, my friend. I, like, of course you get hooked because it's designed, it's junk TV that's, that's, designed to hook you. I get that. Yeah. But you know what? So is heroin, mate. Heroin's designed for you to have and go, oh, geez, that was all right. I might keep doing that. And next thing you know, you've got no teeth and you're scratching your arms. It'll be the same with maths. You'll start watching that. The next thing you know, you'll be sitting there going, oh, geez, I wonder what that Prince Harry's up to. Oh, geez, yeah, that's the thin end of the wedge. I agree. I would suggest that. Oh, actually, I won't say that. That, that, that will get taken Say it. We'll just dump it. It's no good. <laughs> no, no. That's so, but then what, what happens is you, you find yourself getting ever so slightly annoyed, and then you go, this is just total trash, and it's been made, and, and the way the show's run is completely predatory as well on the people in it. It exploits the... It, I think it exploits vulnerable people. So you were watching it for research purposes? Yeah, thank you, yes. Okay, <laughs> I'll give you a little out there, okay? It saved the no, friendship. No, because you, and then you catch yourself and you go, it's, so the people who are desperate for validation and acceptance and all those things, and they say, yeah, we'll give you that. We'll give you the wedding you've always wanted, especially to the female members of the cast. Mm. Give you that wedding you've always wanted. And but everyone knows that by going on that show, this is going to happen to you. You're not really looking for love. But because if you're looking for love, you wouldn't go, oh, I might look for love in front of four million people. It, it's not that. They're looking for fame, Tim. Yeah, well, there was one last night and she had a job, had a job as online beauty educator. What's that? <laughs> you tell me. We'll you you help someone put their lipstick on. Like, what, what are we doing with our lives here? What, what's this world coming to? I'm not just over this show. I'm not just over Pulse FM. I'm over everything, mate. All right, easy, easy, I'm easy. just about to pull the stops no, and go, no, right, I'm going, I'm going to the moon. Right, now. One of the best things, though, on it last... I do like Pulse FM, though. I do love Pulse FM. Yeah, Thank you. Sorry, I was yeah. a bit out of order. Um, one of the best things on the show, though, was yeah. every time they crossed to a dad of one of the brides, they just looked furious, like, what have I done? What's my daughter done? Why are we on this show? You could just see the expression of... Yeah, because you know why? His oh, daughter's exactly sitting there going, what? oh, this is going to be wonderful. St- looking at it, standing next to a bloke who just wants to plow her. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and, so and he knows that. That's right, because he was that guy Because he was that guy. That's right. And it's what the show's all about. That's right. And then, and then, so the old mate rocks up to the front of the thing in this fake wedding and turns and looks over at the dad and there's like this moment of high-intensity communication between the two of them. Like where he goes, I'm, I'm about to do bad things to your daughter. In front of X number of millions of people. Oh, it's crazy. Everything that's wrong with the world and it rates its tits off. Yeah, of course it does. It's designed for yeah. that. And look, I don't know what's wrong with you. No, I'm taking well, the time no. to watch I'll, I'll, it. Like we're the, meant to be writing tomorrow the, night. No, we are. And the, I know. I know. Joe's going to have it on the background, and you're going to be sort of sitting there trying <laughs> to see see what's going on. I don't think it's worth the it. The fact that I've spoken about it and I've admitted that I've got a problem is halfway towards. Facing. Okay, well then that can be the first step. There's better be another freaking seven to come. <laughs> right, oh, come on, that's crap. What have you got? <sighs> what have I got? I don't even know anymore. You were going to talk about our oh, employees. Yeah, that's right. Now, this obviously we've had JT on, so it's probably not a good time to bring this one up, but. Um, I'm going to use, um, I don't want to just talk about the situation straight out. I'm yeah. going to use a few little bits and pieces to disguise what I'm trying to say. But yesterday, mm. someone close to me got fired from their job. 
Okay. Deservedly so. Uh, well, they'd already handed their notice. Whoa, what? So they so handed their notice? They handed their notice. They worked at a, a cafe here in Geelong. As per the agreement they made with the employer? They, the employer said, if you ever decide to leave, can yep. you please give me three weeks notice so I can replace you? So she's done so the right she, thing. She did the right thing. Well, they did the right thing. Well, she did. Yeah, well, <laughs> it depends how close she is. Um, but the, you know, the, the cafe in Belmont, oh, I just gave that away. <laughs> the cafe in Belmont um, fired her because she had a couple of regulars come in and she goes, oh, I guess what, I'm leaving. I'm, you know, and she found out and fired her um, for telling regulars that she's leaving, so that's against privacy or something. But against privacy? Uh, it's a load of crap. What? It's a load of crap, mate. Obviously, they just cracked the sheets because she was leaving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And said, uh, well, we'll just fire her because we don't want to have to deal with her or whatever. Or whatever it is. She tried to do the right thing. Yeah. Um, but, uh, it, yeah, it was pretty quiet there and she just wasn't getting fulfilled. So she thought, well, I have to go find something else that, that appeals to me. Uh, it, you know, been there for a while, helped them through a tough period when they bought the business because everyone else left. She was the only one yep. stayed yep. to help them yep. run it. Did everything right and then just got treated like that. But it's, it's not the only time I've heard it happen. So another lady I spoke to today mm. um, who's not connected to me, um, same sort of thing. So she handed her notice. She'd been there for four years or maybe two years. Yeah. Two years. Uh, but you know, through the whole COVID thing, stayed back, worked double shifts when they couldn't find anyone. Uh, handed her notice. The owners basically turned her back and just said, gave her nothing. No thanks. No nothing. Just said, when are you leaving? All right, we'll get someone by then. See you later. And you go, this is the problem with employers. And it's not everyone. There's some lovely employees out there. I've had a lot, Tim. Out at Viva, they were fantastic, weren't they? Absolutely. Uh, lovely place to work out there. Um, we're not contra- contractually obliged to say that no. at all. We just It's just what we think, isn't it, Tim? Absolutely so, right. But there is some really nice way to treat people. Now, I had a cafe. You did? A few years back. You did? We lost our chef. She was a lovely girl. She just wanted to go and try her own cafe. Okay. And, you know, it made it hard for us, but we, what do you do? Mm. It's the it's the industry. It's the business. We, we say, mate, thanks so much. We really enjoy having you here. Um, you know, let's we'll stay friends sort of thing. There's a way to treat people. If, if someone leaves your employment and they haven't stolen anything or they haven't done the wrong thing, they just want to move on and they've done all right by up to that point. Like if someone's been there for two or three weeks and then they just leave you in the lurch, fair enough, give mm. them a flick, whatever. But when someone's been there a year or two years and they've done the right thing by all the way through and then they haven't just walked out so, no. and not turned up and said, well, I'm out. They've done the right thing. They've, handed their, they've given their nose. Yeah. They've done everything right. Mm. Look after them, for God's yeah. sakes. You yeah. know what I mean? Because what goes around comes around. And if you've got employees employees there that see that act, those actions and see the way that you speak about them, that's the right. way that you treat them, how are they going to feel about uh, doing the right thing for right. you? No. So wake up yourself. That's crap. That's crap. I agree. Let's have a song. Okay. Uh, a little bit of Hilltop. I played a bit last week, you but I, I want some again, more. Well, that was Hilltop Woods there. I played them last week as well. Yeah, I don't mind. Um, right. And the reason is that I haven't been putting the music in pre-show. I've been doing it as we go, and they're right up the top of my playlist. Yeah. So I just grab whatever's at the that top. That song was so excellent. I thought a lot about that. Uh, Gave me enough time to go for a wee. <laughs> Hey, I got a text too. I oh, know. So before you know that, yeah. I just want listeners to know. Here's one behind the curtain. If you ever play either Bohemian Rhapsody or especially November Rain by Guns and Roses, <laughs> one of the extended from version. <laughs> <laughs> so you ever hear that? Like, no, you know what we're doing. Is this real? Oh, and then you hear the door <laughs> to the studio shut. The background <laughs> You're a fat man run down the hallway. <laughs> Sorry, I'm. <laughs> You got a text. Oh, I got a text. I got really it's excited. exciting, actually. I, I know, because I've been giving out my number a lot. <laughs> like I said, it's like the old days. Um, actually, that reminds me once. I got my... I, I, I forgot all about this, right? I used to live with a screen printer when I was a young bloke. Yeah. When I first moved, I was about eight or nine. He was a screen printer. And he gave me all these fluoro stickers with my name and mobile number on oh, it. Oh, really? And I used to just put them on people's backs, like girls' backs when we're out. <laughs> just leave it. And you get this like, text throughout. Who are you? And it, like, you... Anyway, that's, that's fantastic yeah, work. Yeah, used to do that when I was young. This message was from, hey, my name is, I heard you give your number on the radio. I think you're pretty funny most of the time. That's all right. That's all right. I'll take that. Yeah. Not sure how you both fit in the studio room with your friend's apparent enormous head. So she's a fan of the show. Yeah, yeah. Knows all, yeah. Um, Want to go great. for a drink sometime with a wink. Wow. So that's from, oh, yeah, it's from Ash. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Uh, 
So still, no uh, one's listening. She wrote, also, I love you, XX. Oh, She's cute. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, nobody. It's lovely that she listens. Yeah. But we could do this from our lounge room. <laughs> well, and like we, you did. Yeah, we used to. We used and to. Geez, that turned into debauchery, didn't it? <laughs> we can't do that anymore. Ashley Keddie and Ronda Rousey. <laughs> and Barbara E. Je- refereeing. <laughs> jelly wrestling. No, we can't go and it was that. It was lime jelly, too, thanks. Yeah, I know. We even went into yeah, positions in the we did, and yeah. flavors. We did. So, it was no, lot, thank it, you, Ash, for listening. At least yeah, someone's doing it out there. Yeah. So. Appreciate that. She's probably switched off now. Nah, fair enough. But uh, we've got a segment coming up that we haven't done this year yet. Nah. We'll play the jingle and uh, let's get it over yeah, with. Yeah, righto. Are you easily offended? Welcome to the Justin Murphy Club. Right, so this award was uh, is named after Justin Murphy. He lives in Virginia in the States. And it's just for someone who's just... Even he's not listening to us anymore. I don't think he ever was, was yeah. he? Uh, we like Justin. He was all right, wasn't he? Um, it's just generally for someone who's a bit of a cock. Yeah, he was a cock. Yeah. yeah. There's a story behind it. But basically, it's anyone who's a hypocrite. Come on, let's get on with it so we can go. Yeah, okay. <laughs> let's just get to it. So, all right. So, I was leafing through the news I love it. Leafing through. That's leafing. such an old person's way to refer to it. It's so true, yeah, too. Yeah, but I was actually scrolling yeah. with my finger. Yes. Um, which is quite an interesting action. But... Um, with the Justin Murphy Award, I, I immediately saw this article and mm. I thought of the Justin Murphy Award. So, Anthony Albanese, mm. right, he's uh, been at the tennis. Mm. He went to the semifinals. He went to the finals. He went to as many days as you. He went to three days, I think, didn't he? Well, he did, yeah. So, oh, he, went, went, he went there. I went there three days. He was there three days. Yeah. But he's got a country to run. I haven't got much else happening. <laughs> and, uh, but the, and you go, well, fair enough. Yeah. He's Prime Minister of the country. It's a, ma- a major sporting event, not just in this country, but in the world. Yep. And we get to have it here in Melbourne. We're very proud of that fact. Uh, but it's okay to attend, but mm. he was meant to go to Alice Springs where it's an almost... They're almost got like in a police state there at the moment. It's just absolute crisis. And they reckon he was only there for two or three hours. Five hours. Five hours, was it? Yeah. So not even as long as the um, Murray versus... Who did he play? Cockalarkus. You're such an aficionado. Yeah, I know. Cockalarkus. Cockalarkus. That's an unfortunate surname, isn't it? Well, perhaps in other places it's, you know, just like Smith. (laughs) Keeping up with the Cockalarkus. Or Greece. Is that where from? I don't know, but that's oh. where they like. Oh, Kanakis. Oh, you got a text. That's for you, boss. Don't get too excited. Sorry. Uh, but look, that, that, I think that game went for about five or six hours. So he wasn't even there for that long. Oh, is that the one that went till four in the morning? Yeah. 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 <clears throat> Probably longer than five hours in. So uh-huh. what I'm saying is he wasn't there for long. No. He got straight in, show me face, get out. I've got tennis to go to. The, and he was there for three days. Yeah. That's not right, is it? In fairness, in fairness, having been a couple of times to Alice Springs, mm-hmm. he did well the last five hours. Tennis would have been much more oh. appropriate. <laughs> just, I, I, I've got to say that I used to hate on Alice Springs before it was cool. Yeah. Like, I've hated Alice Springs for a long time. <laughs> well, I've really only been there once and it seemed all right, but I was young. But yeah. look, I, I, it's like a flood or a bushfire zone, right? You don't mm. want to be there. It's, it's crap, you know. Like there's people in desperate times, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, no, and and there's a lot of bad things going on. You're not sitting there going, "Oh, geez, I'm having a ball here," yeah. but you go there to do the right thing. No, that's right. And if he was really serious about it, he would have stayed overnight. Well, maybe not. He would have been robbed, but yeah, you know, he would have done something. And, yeah, yeah. He would have he would have said, "How can I help? Can I go talk to the people that are trying to help? Maybe just give them a little bit of a. I don't know. Maybe he did. What do you got? You got nothing, have you? I don't really know. <laughs> oh, you know, I, I probably would have done the same. Now I think about it, yeah. So I think the gold standard for leaders in difficult places is Volodymyr Zelensky from the Ukraine. Now he's about four foot nothing. He's a tiny bloke. Yeah. But what you'll notice about him is the way he presents. So he's a former comedian and actor. Is he really? Yeah. That's that was his job before he became a politician. Yeah, so. Yeah. And is that why his speeches are so funny now? <laughs> that's right. Yeah. But what you'll notice, though, is he, he's never dressed up. He's always in, like, a, either just cargo pants and a like tracksuit top. You watch any report from Ukraine where they mention him or they show him, yeah. and he's always in something dressed down. He's always dressed down and he's always out and about. Yeah, okay. He's always in the field. And then the way he, to, the way he presents and stuff. It's very well, why can't Albanese do that? I, I mean, he's at war. He's at war with a, a superpower. Well, then, uh, uh, it's no, the same it's, text, it's the it? same bloke, yeah. Uh. You got excited every time your phone lights up. Yeah, well, you know, it's, I don't know. Uh, so he's he's at war with a superpower. Mm. He's sitting there on the front line. Mm. I know he probably hasn't got tennis matches to go to, mm. but uh, you know, I can't Albanese at least stay overnight yeah. and, and make it look like he cares. 
Mm. Not yeah. flying in, go, right, fly, how long have I got to be here for? You right. can't go yet, mate. You just got here. You literally mm. just got off the thing. Oh, right. I'll, doesn't look, I'll give you five hours and then I'm out of here. Doesn't look great, I agree. Doesn't look great. The, so, um, well, I was about to say something, I've completely forgotten what I was going to say. Nobody's listening, mate. No right. one cares. Right. Just make something up. What, this is the first thing that comes in that massive head of yours. Go. They've discovered life on Mars. Just come through on my phone. Did it really? No. Uh. You said the first thing. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was so excited then. No, so, well, I think. Uh, I think, so, say they did discover life on Which I think planet. they will. Yeah. Because well, I'm, I'm pretty sure that UFOs exist. Oh, of course they do. 100%. I'm 99.9% sure. Okay. If space is infinite, which it is, or it's mm. as close to infinite as makes no difference, we cannot be it All right, for the well, entire universe. But my question is, yeah. let, let's say that there is something else. Yeah. Right, which we're, we're 99% sure. I think most people would say yeah, there's yeah. evidence here that we're not alone. What does that do for religion? That, that's right. That's my, well, that's... My big thing is, right, so... They've found ice on Mars, right? Mm-hmm. Ice, if it's fresh water, there's every chance there's life of mm-hmm. some sort. Yeah. It doesn't have to be big green men in spaceships. It could just be little microbes. Little but bacteria. I think there is those spaceships somewhere. Oh, of course they. Yeah, yeah, they've got, they've got, they've, well, they've admitted, the government's admitted that they've got things they can't explain. Things that, that, that weren't built on this world. So, so if, if there is religion, if there is a God, we're getting real deep now. So we've gone from just bored to deep, right? If there is, and we're like in some Truman Show type uh, world where the God's up there watching everything. Yeah, yeah okay. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And, and it's just here. Yeah. Then, then how does that explain that? No, that's right. I agree. But Okay, so back to what I was talking about, right? Just wait a minute. So yeah. I agree completely with what you're saying, but I think the way it'll happen, because I think it'll happen soon, is they'll discover bacteria on Mars, and that'll be the first extraterrestrial life we encounter. That we can't, that we know. That, that we know yeah. definitely exists, yeah. right? And that does the same thing for religion than your spaceship and little green men does. Mm. Because you go, okay, so we're it and we're creation and all that. What about that? Yeah. What about How's that, that, what about that microbe on Mars? Yeah. yeah, where's that all fit in? Sorry, I'll wait. It'd be interesting to see what <laughs> what they come up yeah. with. Yeah, I'll wait. You can email me back. God works in mysterious ways. <laughs> oh, I hate that saying. <laughs> that saying just explains everything. I hate that saying. The other one is, oh, it's all part of God's plan. Yeah. I remember, all right, this is oh, good. This is good. No one's listening, right? Stephen Fry? Are you going to bring over? Oh, no, 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 no. That's actually more. He goes, Stephen Fry, who goes, oh, if it's got, why, yeah, why is yeah, it putting cancer in babies? Yeah. What a priest shit. Yeah. Mm. So I remember when, uh, this is a bit dope, but when my mum died of cancer, and mum was a fairly religious person, as is my father, and I'm not, and people would go, oh, it's all part of God's plan. And it used to make my blood boil. Oh, it would have, yeah. And it just sent me round the twist. I go, well, what part of God wants to give my mother cancer for 18 years and then make her die? And you go, Where's, how's that part of his plan? Yeah. Anyway, there you go. So, I know you're a bit deep. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know. But anyway, I have no doubt that there's life out there. I think the problem will be for actual, you know, complex, intelligent life is that the distances are just too big. That Unless they've figured out some way to... Well, if those spaceships have come down, which is... <clears throat> The, the US yeah. Navy commanders have said we've seen them. We've seen yeah. them all the time. We, we, we've got no doubt. Yeah, I've seen the same it's things. It's just that they've been classified and all that sort of thing. So those spaceships that have come down have come from somewhere. Uh, yeah, are, they, are they tourists? Are they keeping an eye on us? What are they doing? don't know. I think mean, they're just tourists. A great guy called Douglas Adams who wrote a heap of books about you know, Hitchhiker's God of the Galaxy you would have heard of yeah. the movie. Anyway, there's a whole series of books. And it, his theory is in those, and it's very funny that they're like just Joyriders, joyriders come around Earth. They buzz Earth. They go and buzz civilizations that haven't mastered interstellar travel yet, and they go and buzz them, and then bugger off again. And everyone wonders what they're doing. But great books. That could be it. You should read them. Well, we, could, we could have read a book tonight. I imagine how many pages he could have got through in the last hour and a half. Well, imagine how many scenes we could have written tonight if we hadn't been in here. Yeah. Should we just call it quits? Oh, look. You know, unless okay, we're, we're acting like people care. Nobody cares. <laughs> here's the deal. If you, we'll play one more song. Right. Mm. If you text us or message us on Facebook or call, no, nah, don't call here because I'll accidentally hang up on you. Otherwise, we're going home. All right. How's that? There you go. You got to hear us? from us. I got a song. It's actually David Bowie, "Life on Mars." Nice. It's a And David Bowie there with Life on Mars, Tim. We're getting very philosophical towards the end of the show, aren't we? I was just going to ask you, like, if two people leave a studio, mm. does it make a sound? Not if no one's listening. <laughs> I'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>
right, are we serious out here? Yeah, absolutely. We're a bit early. Nah, it's good. I want to get to bed. What about if someone's listening and goes, I've heard a lot about these fat and ginger guys. If you're listening right now and you want to know more about fat and ginger, go and check out Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean. Anywhere you get your podcast, type in fat and ginger. There's 45 episodes, about 90 hours. Yeah, a fat and ginger. You catch up on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Just don't type it into Red Tube. Yes, please. God play this. Jingle there to go. Who's playing it? Oh, I can't hear. I'm going to have my switch on. System shut down.